Hey there, this is Kristen. So before you fast forward through the intro, I want to share something with you that I think you'll really appreciate. And I'll also be sharing a little bonus. I recently had the opportunity to pitch to a big client. Now, I was confident that I could do the work, but I was less confident about the process. So I worked with Catherine Denisi, business coach and strategist for female entrepreneurs inside of her business development booster. It was exactly what I needed. She coached me on the entire process from what steps to take, what questions to ask, how to follow up, what my proposal should include, how to create the presentation that I could then reuse, pricing, basically all the things. She really helped condense the amount of time it took by showing me the exact steps and I felt supported every step of the way. So if you're a service-based business and you want laser-focused business strategies, the Business Development Booster is a 90-minute intensive coaching session where you dive deep into your existing business development process, your tools, your client acquisition strategy. You'll leave with a roadmap to generate the right leads and convert them into clients. Now, I'm happy to share that podcast and Amplify listeners get 15% off by clicking on the link in the show notes and booking your Business Development Booster by June 30th for sessions that are booked through July 31st of 2023. Now let's dive into this week's episode. I'm Kristen and you're listening to Podcast and Amplify, a podcast for women entrepreneurs who want to amplify their voice and brand through podcasting and grow a wildly successful business. I'm the executive producer and host and an entrepreneur, and I love helping women grow their visibility, mindset, and business to the next level. Each week, I share tips on how to launch and leverage your podcast, and I'm bringing on the very best business leaders to give you advice on how to build your business empire. Let's amplify your voice and business. Podcast and Amplify listeners, welcome back to the show. Today, I'm super excited to have our guest, Charmaine. She is a somatic nutrition coach, certified life and health coach. She's a registered nurse, and she helps busy women entrepreneurs feel in control of their bodies around sugar by combining a lot of different practices. She combines ancient mind-body practices with modern psychology. So she has a really unique approach and that's why I wanted to have her on the show today. So welcome to the show, Charmaine. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So I love to start by asking my guests, what's a pivotal moment that got you to where you are today? Well, I think the thing that really set it off for me was I was a, like you said, I was a registered nurse for eight years. I was working in a hospital, working with psychiatric patients, and it was just a very high stress environment. And I don't know, for so many years, I I thought I was pretty fit. Like I was a personal trainer before I went into this work. I I was really physically fit, like doing marathons and ultra marathons and all, all sorts of things. But one day I went to the doctor for just like a routine checkup. It was just like, regular, you know, I had no, nothing going on with my body externally that I knew about. But when I went to the doctor, um, they basically said, Oh, you're pre diabetic. And it was kind of like being slapped in the face because, you know, I'm a nurse and I'm taking care of patients with diabetes. And 
you just think, you know, you think you're fit, you think you're healthy. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, actually you're not. And that was the first time I had to actually look at what am I eating? What are my eating habits like? And what's fueling my eating habits? And that's when I first learned that I was a big stress eater. And so a lot of my desire for sugar stemmed from stress around the workplace in the hospital. And that was my first kind of exposure to the emotional work. And I just uh, loved going into that. Like, it was just like going to a whole new world, like, whoa, what are emotions? And it was, uh, and getting more um, in tune with my body. I never knew about what it's like to carry emotions and feel and things like that. So that was like the the beginning of um, my work. Yeah, I'm sure getting that diagnosis must have been such a game changer in terms of oh, how so you approach health. Yeah, you're like, what? Excuse me? <laughs> You're diabetic. <laughs> right, you're diabetic, not me. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, and so it sounds like it really pushed you down this path of, you know, exploring different methodologies, different approaches to helping yourself pay attention to your body more. And then also, you know, now your clients. So why is paying attention to your body really so important? Well, I think especially with the people I work with, with women, um, probably some of your listeners, like women who are just very ambitious and they're entrepreneurs and they have a lot of goals and they're very driven. A lot of us tend to be very results oriented and we tend to do the work at all costs to get the results we want. And in the middle of all that, we we tend to disconnect from our ourselves. We tend to disconnect from our own bodies. And that's where issues happen. It's like, that's when we stop eating foods that are serving us, or that's when we stop moving or sleeping appropriately. When there's that disconnection between us and our body, we're not listening to our body, we're ignoring, we're, we're pushing, we're hustling. When we go into that, then that's when all the physical, um, that's when you start, if you start ignoring the, the subtle body cues, then you have to, then you'll start to get a diagnosis like me where you're pre-diabetic. And then or maybe your blood pressure is elevated or, or something. And then you're like, what the heck? Now my body's messed up. Like what, when did this happen? And, and so a lot of us as women, like we care about our health, but when we are ignoring our body, it, it's starting to create this, um, I guess this risk for, for hurting ourselves more than we realize. And then also compromising our business and our, our relationships and things like that. When, when we all of a sudden have to wake up and we'll be like, oh, dang, we, actually aren't as healthy as we think. I mean, it really is, I think, easy for us to ignore a lot of maybe some aches and pains or, you know, the little signals that our body tells us that, you know, maybe something's off or something's wrong because we are just trying to like push through and I can do this and I got a million things on my plate, but like our bodies tell us, right? Like they give us these little cues along the way. Right. And it's a lot of it is emotional cues too. Like it could be physical, but for me, especially the stress was a cue that I wasn't wanting to listen to because we're in the society that's conditioned a lot that feeling stress, feeling emotions is it's like negative or it's bad or it sets you back. But what I realized is when I was feeling stress and then I stopped eating in response to the stress and I just had to deal, like, I just had to be with my stress. I realized then I had to look at the root of, okay, why am I having this stress? And when I started looking at the root of it, 
that's when I grew because the stress was only coming up because it was revealing to me, like whenever you have pain of some sort, emotional or physical, it's like your body's way of telling you, hey, something needs to change. And when you listen to that and when you change that, that's when your life will start to transform for the better. So because I, I listened to my body's stress signals, I realized for myself, like, oh, I'm, I'm stressed because I'm having issues with people in the workplace. Like I was struggling a lot with getting along with coworkers and not delegating and not being a good leader. So when I had to just face and confront my fears and my issues, that's when I worked on myself and that's when I became a better leader. That's when I had better relationships. So, so there's so much that could come out of leaning into the negative energy that, that our body's presenting to us because it's, it's only there because something needs your attention. So I know you like to use somatic work to help your clients. What are different tools that you use, different approaches to help your clients get unstuck from habitual patterns that really aren't serving them? I went through my own journey of just trying to figure out like what really resonates the most with me and my clients. And when I first started as a coach a few years ago, I was doing a lot of mindset work, like kind of like cognitive behavioral therapy sort of work, like really focus on mindset and changing your thoughts and things like that. So I was doing that in the beginning. But what I found over the years was only focusing on mindset doesn't create lasting results. Like it's kind of like people could change their thoughts for a moment, but then for some reason, their old habits will come back. Like even though they lose weight for a few months working with me, after they work with me, then they'll start reverting back to their old patterns. And I kept wondering like, why didn't my clients keep gaining weight? Like after they work with me and I realized part of the reason is they weren't addressing the energy in their body. They weren't addressing the energy and the emotional, the emotions that we actually keep in our body. So if you have stress or if there's something that's triggering you to eat, it's not just your mind that intellectually knows that you want food. It's also your body that, that remembers that, like your body actually remembers that, uh, you know, emotionally, what makes you feel good, what makes you feel bad. So, so you have to address that. Cause if not, if your body remembers every time you're stressed, you want to eat something, you're, you're going to want to eat it, even though, you know, intellectually that you shouldn't have it. So you might be wondering like, okay, how do you get your body on board then? What I'm studying now, I'm, I'm currently being certified to be an EFT practitioner. Based on traditional Chinese medicine, your body has these channels, these meridian channels that where energy flows. And sometimes if you have like emotional stress or physical pain, it could indicate you have some kind of blockage in that channel and in, in that meridian channel. And so if you don't unblock it, it's going, that's what leads to the emotional habitual patterns. Um, so I found that things like tapping on your body, tapping certain points on your body, um, can actually tell your brain, it could tell the part of your brain that's, that activates fight or flight mode, the amygdala, it can actually alert your brain that you're safe, um, that you don't need to go into that habitual pattern and it could help release hormones that help you feel better without food. So tapping on certain points in your body, it, it's like magic. It's like, it could unblock the energy and it could just make you feel better just only by tapping on points rather than say turning to food for comfort. Yeah, no, I love it. Sort of the, the EFT tapping as an approach um, to kind of reprogram 
your brain a little bit. It's almost like these habits become like muscle memory. Mm-hmm. And so how do we like retrain ourselves out of that? Or even I'm thinking of the brain, like, cause you mentioned the amygdala. So like, how do we create new neural pathways that, you know, won't have us doing the same old thing? Right. Right. You described it so eloquently. That's like perfect. (laughs) But yeah, but yeah, exactly. You know, I was trying to help my clients in the past, like with changing habits, I was trying to tell them, oh, you you could change your thoughts, but it just wouldn't resonate. It wouldn't land with them because in their body, they still, the body would just remember, like you said, the muscle memory, it would just, it would just keep reaching for the food anyway, regardless of what your brain thinks. Like, I'm going to get the food whatever i'm not going to listen to you you know so so tapping on certain acupressure points on your body could help to first of all let your nervous system calm down like help create safety in your nervous system and then it could help interrupt that habit in a more kind of tangible way and let your body know like okay we're not going to do this habit we're not going to just reach for the food we're going to we, we're going to like pause we're going to let the energy flow and not not keep doing the pattern that that's not serving us. Yeah. It sounds like it goes to like just a deeper part of you to stop that behavior. And I know you also use tapping for um, body confidence and self-worth. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh yeah, definitely. I feel like body work and and self-image, body image, I feel like that's some of the deepest work we could do. Um, I know when I worked on myself, it's still like, you know, an ongoing journey for me. And Also, when I work with my clients, um, there's just like a lot of deeply rooted beliefs that we have around our body that's formulated since we're young, especially as women. We're just taught a lot of societal conditioning and things about what our body should look like and told things by, you know, people around us, like our family, our parents, like our friends and things like that about what our body should look like. And so we have a lot of associations of like self-worth and things like that with the body. And what I found is if you tell a client, oh, just believe that you're, you know, you're more beautiful or whatever, like that won't resonate with them because emotionally they, they have feelings about their body, uh, especially with shame or a lot of like heavy emotion around their body that, that that's basically ingrained in the body. And uh, I mean, I, I don't know, some people say you could say it's trapped or or whatnot, but there's a lot of emotions that your body's stored based on how you think about yourself over the years. And so what I found is if you tap on your body, not only does it help to just free up those emotions and unblock the meridians and unblock the energy um, that's sort of stored in your body, like that's sort of almost, almost kind of like a trauma response, like where you're releasing that energy, but it also creates a connection with you and your body. Like when you, when you just touch your body, like if you just put your hand on your heart, like if you just put two hands on your chest, like over your heart, that already helps to create connection with you and your body. Just like that physical touch. A lot of women loathe their bodies. We don't want to look at it. We don't want to touch it. Like it could even lead to intimacy issues. Like if there's women having intimacy issues, it's rooted in like, there's something they lack connection with their own body. They don't even want to touch their body. So even just like creating a practice where you are touching your body by tapping or massaging, it helps to create a relationship with your body where, where there's some intimacy, like you're starting to create intimacy with it. 
And when you have that, that intimacy, just like in a physical relationship, right? Like if you love someone, you, you like the physical intimacy, it's kind of like developing that for yourself. And that can help, that could be on the path to creating more intuition with your body and listening to your body. It could start be, being the beginning of that kind of relationship with yourself rather than, I don't want to look at you. I don't want to touch you. I don't want to, you know, see you, you know? Yeah, I love that because we, especially as women, we can have these really distorted perceptions of what our bodies look like, what our bodies should look like. And it can be very hard to accept our bodies as they are. And yeah, that's sort of like self-hate and just not being kind to our bodies. And I can see how that physical touch you know, creates the intimacy, like you said, but also creates the loving, caring relationship reframe of like, no, this is my body. I need to take care of it and love it like I would a loved one or someone else that I love outside of me. Hey friends, we'll get back to the show in just a moment, but I wanted to let you know about the VIP intensive I offer once a month for the busy entrepreneur who wants to start a podcast. So if you know you have something to say that will inspire others, you want to reach new audiences, show up in a bigger way and make more money. I want to invite you to join me inside my VIP one day guided workshop where I'll walk you through creating all the elements of your fabulous podcast. You'll even write your first script and record your very first episode. So if you want accountability, guidance, and dedicated time to start your podcast, go to explorerandyou.com to sign up. Okay, my friend, back to the show. Right, because the tools I teach, the somatic tools, it, it really is a way of self-soothing yourself without having to turn to like an external thing like food. Like food is often our way to self-soothe because so many of us, we never learned in, in a childhood, like how to manage really uncomfortable emotions on our own. And so we would turn to food to soothe because when we eat certain foods, it, it helps to release dopamine. It helps us feel better immediately. But what we'd never were taught was that simply just putting pressure on certain points in your body or just applying, like, especially the heart area or the stomach, like putting your, um, your hands over your heart or on your abdomen, those are big energy centers in your body. If you just do that, it can actually release oxytocin and, and like the love hormone. And that's actually the same hormone that creates the bonding relationship between a mother and a baby. It's why when we hug somebody else, we feel love or we feel soothing because it, it's releasing the same hormone. And when we do that to ourselves, that's what creates that intimacy with ourselves. And we turn to ourselves for soothing. Like we turn to our body for soothing. And we see, oh, my body actually can help me. And especially because I've worked with weight loss clients for so long, we're like in this fight against our body so much. We're like, I'll only love you if you're this amount of pounds down. And I'll only love you if you look good in this, if you could wear this jeans and whatever. Like we have so many conditions around loving our body. And so it's so hard to just like have a relationship with ourselves, with our body where we actually um, can, we're comfortable in our body. Like it feels good to be in a body that in the body we have. And so I love the somatic tools because it creates that trust in our body that we don't have. Like, you know, we never learned how to build that. Yeah. And like you mentioned, like it creates it on this like chemical level too, mm -hmm. right? which is so important. And I 
what I'm hearing is that it it's the thing that creates the change. So you also utilize Qigong for stress and overwhelm. Can you talk a little bit about that? So a lot of people don't really know what Qigong is. So basically, I kind of like to describe it as Tai Chi light, like a, a lighter version of Tai Chi. So so basically, it's an ancient mind-body practice in China, and um, it's based off of traditional Chinese medicine. So it's it's really similar to like acupressure, acupuncture. Um, it's built on the same concept of like every living being in this planet has life force energy, or it's also called qi. And qi is what keeps us alive. It's what's flowing through our bodies that keeps us alive. And um, if... Like I said earlier, chi flows through the meridian channels in our body. And if there's a blockage in those channels, that's what leads to health issues or emotional issues like stress. So if you have stress, there's most likely a blockage in that energy system, like in the meridians, there's a blockage in the energy. So I love Qigong because it's like a, it's like a meditative practice um, that isn't, it's not as intense as yoga. I know sometimes when I think of doing yoga, I just like dread it. I'm like, oh my God, like I have to hold this pose that I don't want to do. Like, you know, so it's kind of like a more relaxed version of yoga that's very meditative and calming um, that can help to open up those energy channels. And that's what helps you to release the stress from your body. And um, it's also a more accessible way to meditate for a lot of people, because especially women that are very ambitious, they don't want to sit around and meditate. Like it's very frustrating for many of my clients to sit and meditate. Like it's, I, I honestly think meditation's more advanced. Like the seating, sitting meditation, that's like more advanced. So it's more accessible to do something like a, like a, a mind body practice where where you're moving, you're mindful of your movement, and that can help you meditate instead of like just sitting there and feeling like you know you're being tortured <laughs> slowly, you know. Yeah, I love that, how it can be like the gateway to <laughs> meditation. Yeah, the gateway truck, yeah. Yeah, and does, it's not just movement, is it also breath? Right, it's a combination okay. of breath work, um, mindful movement, and also massage, which I love. Like it has, it incorporates acupressure in it. Um, and gosh, it just feels so awesome, like. It feels amazing. <laughs> so like, dang, if I can feel this good when I like meditate, I'm gonna do it every day. But I, I love it. <laughs> yeah, you reminded me that I actually did Qigong in a retreat that I went to. <laughs> and they just I had a couple sessions of different physical things you can do. Probably one of them was yoga. And um, I chose the Qigong because I hadn't done it before. And I actually was doing it uh, I was at a retreat with my mom and it was perfect for both of us because, you know, being different ages and we were both able to do it together and it was so calming. And we were both like, we have to do this every day now. Have we done it every day? No, but we have the experience and we have hopefully the memory, you know, that we could do it again. But I, I did love all the different things that it like, incorporated the movement the breath the you know just really being intentional about everything that you're doing right and how it all works together so I love that that's in your toolkit and you know I I love that you use so many different modalities to really help women with so many different parts of their well-being 
that are just like so important for us to take care of and and what you provide is really holistic so i i just so appreciate your approach before you leave us can you tell us what maybe one tool or tip that we can do you know listeners can do to help them unblock anything that's that's maybe holding them up or standing in their way of feeling that sense of well-being feeling I don't know, calm or just less stressed? Oh, yes, I have. um, So I love teaching people different acupressure points because those those are really easy. Like you could just, you could press on different points in your body. Like what an acupressure point is, is there's certain points on your body that are, they're usually closer to the bones in your body because the spots near your bones, it has a high electric conductivity. So basically when you apply pressure to it, it's more sensitive to electricity, basically. So it can help to promote more energy flow. So um, one of my favorite points for stress relief and anxiety relief is this point right here on your in the middle of your breastbone. So you could feel it like if you feel the, the point in your throat where there's kind of like a U-shaped notch, like if you feel that part in your throat and then you go down, you could feel like a little bump, right? And that's the sternum. It's kind of like the top of your breastbone. And then if you go down, you'll feel like a little dip. And there's like some indentations in your bone there. And that part, that's that's called CV17. It's also called C of Tranquility. And so it's a it's an acupressure point that's really, really good for stress, anxiety, panic attacks. Like it's helped me personally with so much stress and uh, certain phobias I had. So in this point, you could just tap on it. Like when you put your fingers, you could just use your fingers, like your index finger, middle and ring finger. You could just tap on it repeatedly. It doesn't even have to be too long. It could be like 15 to 30 seconds based on the intensity of your stress levels. I'd like to tap on it longer if I'm feeling really intense stress or anxiety. But basically you tap on that repeatedly and then you and you breathe in and out through your nose as you're doing it. Um, so you could just tap on it with your fingers or you could knock on it with your knuckles. So you could make your hand into a fist and you could just knock on the breastbone and kind of just go up and down like this. And just doing this repeatedly, especially like if you're stressed, you'll immediately feel a calming effect if you do that, especially if you do it for like about 30 seconds to a minute. And especially if you're breathing while you're doing it, because breath will bring more energy flow. It'll bring more energy into your body and help the energy move. Um, But yeah, just doing that will help to relieve a lot of stress. Or you could just put fingers here and massage it also. Find the technique that's best for you. But yeah, that's just a really quick one that you could do that I love. I, this is like my favorite point in my body. So there's a lot of good ones, but this is a, a good place to, to start. Oh, I love it. Thank you for sharing your favorite one because yeah. <laughs> we, we know it will probably work. And um, it's funny, you were, thank you for describing that for so listeners can you know find it. Um, but I was tapping on it as you were talking and I felt my, myself adjust my breath. Mm-hmm. To like kind of breathe in a little slower and deeper and so yeah that's great thank you so much for that tip and yeah some of these things are just so simple but so impactful and those are always like the best things I want to ask you our signature question as well what is your superpower can it be a funny thing just like a random anything thing? you want oh okay um 
I think I'm pretty strong. I like to be physically fit and I'm really into obstacle course racing and things like that and CrossFit. So I guess it's like my energy. I, I have a lot of energy, which translates into my physical body. And I think I'm just very strong, <laughs> like physically, I would say emotionally too, but especially physically. I love that. You, I think, were my first guest who just like claimed like, I'm strong. Of course, of course you did, because what are we talking about today? I love it. That's perfect. And I'm sure you're both mentally and physically strong. Yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, especially with the tools, uh, the somatic tools, I'm a lot more emotionally strong. (laughs) Yes, yes. I love it. Um, And then finally, please let people know where they can connect with you. Oh, sure. Um, I share a lot of the somatic tools I talked about on my YouTube. You could go to youtube.com forward slash sugar-free self-care TV. You could also find me on Instagram. My handle's different because Horn is my married last name. I'm still changing my last name a little bit, but my Instagram is my first name, Charmaine, and last name, Platon. So that's my Instagram. And my website is sugarfreeselfcare.com. Awesome. So we will link to all those places in our show notes. Charmaine, thank you so much for coming on and being such a fantastic guest. Oh, thank you for having me. It was so much fun. Hey there. Thanks for listening to this episode of Podcast and Amplify. I want to remind you that this week's episode is sponsored by Catherine Denisi, business coach and strategist for female entrepreneurs who want to build sustainable businesses in less time. Now, don't forget, you can get 15% off the Business Development Booster by clicking the link in the show notes below. Thanks for listening to this episode of Podcast and Amplify. If you love the show, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And the best way to support this show is by sharing, rating, and reviewing the podcast. For those of you who leave a review, you'll get the chance to win a 30-minute strategy session or a mini audit of your existing podcast. Thanks for listening. And remember, your voice and what you have to offer is needed in the world. Until next week, take care.